So 2022 is around the corner. And I think that it's important to kind of understand the macroeconomic backdrop of what we're going to have to deal with. And I think that's important, especially for new investors to consider how the economy is set to perform and what you know the big players are doing um, uh, in, in that environment and how that can inform their investing tr- or trading decisions. On this episode of Early Bird, Paulina Lykos, investing reporter for U.S. News and World Report. Paulina joins the podcast today to talk about how the stock market is performing at the end of 2021 and what investors should look forward to in 2022. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. Paulina, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, Stephen. I'm doing well. Well, thank you very much. Um, So before we get started, tell... The audience a little bit about yourself. How did you uh, end up in the investing world? Yeah, so I was in the financial services industry before I got into the journalism field. I worked for Fannie Mae for several years as a credit risk analyst. And as in my role as an analyst, I carry over a lot of skills um, uh, and transferred them over uh, to my role as a reporter because when you're an analyst, you need to uh, find, make meaning out of numbers, find trends, and distill all that information in a very comprehensive way. And journalism is very similar to that. It's just in kind of um, a different context. Um, so I really enjoyed my role as an analyst at um, Fannie Mae, um, and I find that I use a lot of the skills that I learned as an analyst in my writing. And as an investing reporter with U.S. News and World Report, the goal of all of my articles is to educate the individual investor who may be jumping into investing for the very first time, and they're not really sure where to start. And, you know, the the area of investing can be overwhelming when you might not have a background in finance or you might have grown up in uh, a family or a home that, you know, wasn't financially literate, which unfortunately is the case for many Americans. So hopefully, you know, as as my audience reads my investing articles that span across so many different topics, they, you know, that can guide them towards um, towards the financial and investing decisions 
that they that they make in their futures. So I write about a bunch of different topics, including you know the day to day stock market news, as well as um, uh, big uh, popular topics of the day like cryptocurrency and blockchain, and themes like ESG investing, millennials and Gen Z investing, which you know that that population has been driving so much of the market behaviors we've been seeing this year. Um, and and really a whole host of other topics. Nice. So you really have uh, your uh, a good feeling of the investing environment from this past year. Um, to the audience, if you haven't done so already, please definitely read Paulina's articles at U.S. News and World Report. Uh, she covers investing. Um, before we enter, you know this this new year, and we look at the investing landscape, Paulina. Um, let's take a, a look at the end of of twenty twenty one first. Um, the the last month of the year is, is almost here. Um, how do you think the market may perform for the end of the year? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have one, uh, basically a month and a half left of twenty twenty one. What a year it has been. And the market has been reaching all-time highs really throughout the year. Earnings have been positive with uh, publicly traded companies reporting earnings that are actually beating expectations. Um, of course, one of the main issues on investors' minds throughout the year uh, has been inflation, which is the rise of prices of goods and services over a period of time. And the Central Bank of the U.S., which is the Federal Reserve, they, uh, you know, uh, they're one of the big players that we hear about when we talk about inflation. So they are saying that inflation is transitory. That's the argument that they're making. Transitory means um, temporary. And that while, you know, in it was not expected that inflation would stay elevated for this long. Uh, the Federal Reserve is staying, saying that, you know, this elevated inflation will stabilize over time. But Wall Street has a different tune and others. There you have some executives saying, for example, the CEO of JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon, has said that the rise of inflation is not transitory. Um, and that's how it's feeling, right? I mean, when you go to the grocery store and you have to pay more for for uh, your your groceries, that's that's uh, uh, that's tough. And people are actually saying that this Thanksgiving will be one of the most expensive Thanksgivings to come. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> all of that uh, is to say that inflation is staying elevated. Um, and at the same time, you have institutions that are coming out saying that economic growth projections are slowing, slowing down. So, for example, um, in I think towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, the International Monetary Fund came out and they cut their forecast for global growth in 2021. Um, and then uh, a little bit after that, I think a couple weeks later, Goldman Sachs also came out and cut their forecast for U.S. growth this year um, to 5.6% versus their previous estimate of 5.7%. And in that same report, Goldman Sachs said that uh, they're also cutting their 
growth projections, U.S. growth projections for 2022. Um, and all of you know they're they're citing a few things for for this cut namely um the we're still in an economic recovery from the pandemic um as well as um shortages for key things that we need in order for you know per, uh, things to function like semiconductors there's been a huge semiconductor shortage mm -hmm. supply chain disruptions and so forth so investors should expect deceler decelerating economic growth uh, come 2022. So I'll stop there. <laughs> I know I said a lot. So it has been a busy market to say the least. Uh, you mentioned a few things there, whether it's inflation, whether it's the semiconductor shortages, um, so many of these issues in the economy that investors have to consider. Um, you've done a great job covering investing this past year. Uh, is there anything looking back at, at 2021 in terms of investing that really surprised you? Yeah, so many things. I mean, starting in the beginning of the year with the uh, meme stock craze. Remember that in, mm -hmm. in the end of January where the, um, you know, the Redditors, the Wall Street bettors, they came out against the short sellers and they pumped up stocks like GameStop and AMC. And I thought this was a huge turning point for the markets. Um, this shows that uh, individual investors are very savvy when it comes to investing and that they're a force to be reckoned with. And, um, and I, I thought that was an incredible thing to see. And that made me realize that this, you know, meme, meme stock is this meme frenzy rather is not going away. It's here to stay. And we've been seeing that across different asset classes. So there's been uh, meme coins in cryptocurrency as well with Dogecoin, for example, Shiba Inu, um, and uh, so many others. I mean, it's so easy to create a cryptocurrency. So that is something that that surprised me. I thought it was phenomenal to see. Um, and then just generally the the continued rise in digital assets. Um, and I think both of these trends are set to continue in the future. Meme coins are certainly a big deal. When we return, We'll hear from Paulina about the big factors that investors should prepare for in 2022 and how the overall market might perform next year. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, Investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. Paulina, um, as we look at the new year, right around the corner, 2022, um, and we look at the investing world and we look at the markets, um, what are some big factors that investors should prepare for in 2022? Yes. Um, so 2022 is around the corner. 
And I think that it's important to kind of understand the macroeconomic backdrop of what we're going to have to deal with. And I think that's important, especially for new investors to consider how the economy is set to perform and what you know the big players are doing um, uh, in, in that environment and how that can inform their investing tr- or trading decisions. So I think the first player we need to look at is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, as I mentioned earlier, is the central bank of the U.S., and they are going to address changes in their monetary policy next year, specifically interest rates. Um, And that is going to help with the elevated inflation that we've been seeing uh, throughout this past year. Um, But, you know, changing interest rates, which is a very transformative, you know, monetary tool, this could impact economic recovery, which is why I think that, you know, the IMF and Goldman Sachs and so many other institutions have changed their uh, global uh, economic growth forecasts. So rising interest rates is the first thing to to, to keep in mind. So the Federal Reserve will start to raise interest rates in July. That's, that's what they announced. And we'll see. this is going... Well, yes, we will see. Um, that's true. July is is very far away, and we can't really determine exactly what will happen, but this is what they announced. And this will change the activity of the stock market. Um, and, you know, even though rising rates are not seen as the best scenario for uh, assets like equities, for example, Um, Goldman Sachs came out and said that investor equity allocations will remain high in 2022 and earnings will grow. And as a result, stock valuations will grow as well. Um, And it's believed that the bull market will continue in 2022. Um, so this is what experts are saying. Of course, you know, if we all had a crystal ball, we would all make money in the market. So we don't know definitively what will happen. Um, but those are just some expert uh, uh, takes and observations. I, I think you're right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. We're certainly going to be, as investors, next year looking at the moves made by the Fed. Um, both the tapering and potentially with an increase in the interest rate, we'll see, um, as well as some of these other big economic factors that are going to um, drive stocks. Um, Looking into next year, I I mean, what do you think about the overall uh, market environment? How, How do you think it might be? Well, I, I think that we can, um, looking at the, again, macro view of things, we will expect, uh, we're still in the process of recovering from the pandemic. So there's still going to be that economic recovery that's taking place. I think with rising rates, this is this may be, this may or may not be a challenge for companies. I think that the one thing that companies 
are not looking forward to is the corporate tax increase. And I think that's going to take place not in 2022, but in 2023. So I, I think that's something that, you know, is put on the back burner for now. I think that, um, uh, again, I'm I'm not I can't make predictions. I'm not really sure what will happen, uh, but you know, th- things are looking positive at, at the moment, and uh, I think we we just have to really wait and see. And I think the most important thing for investors to do is when what for whatever investments they're looking into, it's very important for them to do their own research because. Um, that's how you you'll ultimately know what your risk tolerance is and um, and and which investments align with your risk tolerance. So I think that's important for all investors and traders to consider. Absolutely right. I think now more than ever, um, especially when you have a myriad of options out there for investors, uh, not just stocks, but as we touched on earlier, cryptocurrency and other types of private market investment opportunities, it is absolutely important for investors of all kinds to really do their research. And there's so many different ways you can do that, uh, but it is just so crucial. Um, Paulina, looking into next year, uh, very broadly, what, what, what do you think... Um, what role do you think retail investors might play in the market? Well, I don't know if we're going to see another, you know, Wall Street bets, AMC, uh, meme stock type of craze. But what kind of impact do you think retail investors might make into the market uh, into 2022? I think that change is going to continue, and and that's something that we that's I think that's the one thing that we should expect. Not to be all cliche, but that quote, "The only constant is change." I think that's it's so real now more than ever before. And that's because of technology. And I think investments in areas of the market where retail investors will be paying attention to is where disruption is taking place. And I think that's an area worth researching. There is a huge revolution taking place and it has been taking place in fintech and fintech innovation, financial technology. And there is huge demand specifically for banking services that want to improve the customer's digital experience, for example. So I think the financial services industry needs tech companies that are going to transform how people and businesses interact with and engage with money, uh, like, you know, spending, saving, borrowing, investing. Um, And one huge trend that comes to mind actually is the buy now, pay later. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot of um, companies coming out, they're collaborating, they're merging together. That's just one example. But I think the fintech, um, fintech innovation is set to continue and explode. Um, In the same breath, I think blockchain is another disruptor. Um, And yeah, I think those are just a couple examples um, that that your audience might be interested in researching. Absolutely. You're you're right about uh, buy now, pay later in terms of being a big investing trend right now. We've seen Amazon have a big partnership with a firm and several others that have just acquired up-and-coming startups in that space. It is becoming definitely a trend to watch out for. 
Paulina, thank you so much for your insights on investing, not just for the end of the, of the quarter, but also as we look into 2022 and what the market environment will be for investors. I just have one more question for you, and it's the big uh, question of, of today's discussion. And it's appropriate because the holidays are right here. Um, the big question is, if you could describe uh, your dream holiday, if money was no limit, what would it be? Oh, that's that's a good question. My dream holiday. Well, um, I would say, honestly, I would just love to have it with my family um, and snowing on Christmas Day. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. Thank you again to Paulina Lykos for sharing your insights on the stock market. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.